The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Promoting positivity and inclusivity. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. better get healthy and help animals welcome to main street vegan with your host victoria moran fresh whole unprocessed foods are repositories of life force energy The yogis call that prana. The young are full of it. We're always telling toddlers and puppies to get down, calm down, slow down, and sit while we're drinking coffee and eating energy bars in hopes of getting some of that exuberance back. But we can get it, and much more reliably from whole, unprocessed foods that nourish every cell, support the body's self-healing propensity, and taste amazing. Hey, everybody. I'm Victoria Moran. Welcome to the Main Street Vegan Podcast. And we are going to be celebrating food and health today. We're going to get a little bit serious on the health side in our second segment, where we're going to be talking about Hashimoto's thyroid issues and a couple of women who are expert about that. And in the first segment, we're going to be celebrating the food that brings about the health with somebody that I'm sure you already know and love if you have ever been online. And that is Plant Use founder, Carly Bodrug. So Carly is with us today, a famous blogger and video creator. She creates recipes that are good for us and our planet. Starting from a personal blog, she now has a popular website, digital meal planner, weekly podcast, and a vibrant vegan brand. And next month, February 15th, 2022, Plant You, 140-plus ridiculously easy, amazingly delicious plant-based oil-free recipes 
is coming out as Carly's very first book. I'll bet the first of dozens and dozens. Welcome, Carly. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful introduction, Victoria. I am so grateful to be here today talking everything plant-based food. <laughs> well, I can tell you just love the food. It, it excites you and makes you happy and then it makes other people happy. I, I truly do. And I think that food is something we all have in common. We all, I think the majority of us at least are huge passions about food. So um, mine just happens to be with plant-based food. So what's your story? How did it all start? So definitely was not always plant-based. However, always a food lover. Uh, a lot of my college friends and roommates cannot believe my journey today because I was very stereotypically unhealthy in my early 20s and teens. I went to university college with a freezer packed full of mini pizzas and tater tots. I could get away with that somehow at the time eating that unhealthy, but it wasn't until 2015 that the World Health Organization announced that red and processed meat were now classed as group two and group one carcinogens. Now, um, back when I was 11 years old, my dad was diagnosed with stage two colon cancer, went through chemotherapy, thank goodness is a survivor. However, that very much stuck with me. And I remember at the time when that news came out being just very shocked because my dad had gone through this very invasive surgery and the chemo, and we had gone back to eating the very thing that could have contributed to the cancer. So definitely a glass of milk with dinner each night. Meal wasn't complete for breakfast, lunch, or dinner without a big piece of meat, whether it be bacon or steak at dinner. And I started to kind of look and challenge this ideology I'd grown up thinking that we really need the meat on our plate to be satisfied and to be healthy. So started reading those landmark books like Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Furman and How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger, dove into the documentaries and was really shocked because it felt like honestly, like we had been lied to, especially with the Canada food guide with dairy and meat, like mainstays on there at the time. It was like, what is happening here? So then um, at the time I was living in a bachelor apartment up in Northern Ontario, Canada, and was actually working as a radio host, believe it or not, and started teaching myself to cook some plant-based meals. And I remember going on Pinterest and like searching the word vegan or plant-based and getting really overwhelmed because at the time, all I saw were like these beautiful pictures of nourish bowls and carved avocados, spiralized zucchini. And I'm like, I can't do this. So I started by veganizing some of the recipes I'd grown up eating. So for example, swapping the ground beef in my mom's uh, bolognese sauce for lentils and just making those simple swaps over time. And I really couldn't believe how great I felt and wanted to tell the world. So that's kind of how Plant You started and started sharing those really simple recipes and they caught on. Wow. And what about your, your childhood? I know you grew up on a hobby farm and did that experience help you connect the dots? Um, yes. So grew up on a hobby farm. We had chickens, horses, always animals in and out of the house that my my sister's a vet tech now but my dad and her would rehabilitate birds that would show up injured at the farm and it's so interesting because 
my entire family always had this huge heart for animals, but then we'd sit down at dinner time and eat like dozens of chicken wings. So <laughs> once I kind of made that health connection, I always say now I went plant-based for health um, initially, but I stayed vegan and plant-based for the animals because it's like opening Pandora's box, as you know. Once you <laughs> once you learn one thing, it kind of all unravels and it really hit home, especially when I, when I got my own, adopted my own pet, uh, my cat Tut, you make this realization that the animals that like take up so much of your heart are no different than the animals on the farm. And those animals are equally as intelligent, equally beautiful, equally as deserving as a full life to those that, um, that we help and <laughs> rehabilitate and take care of in our homes. Yeah, I think that the question of the century is, why do you see that? Why do many of us see that? And why do other people not? Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I think it's just so ingrained in society that this is the way it is, that we don't question it and we don't want to question it. From what I've learned over the years of food blogging is that food is massively emotional and nostalgic. And I think one of the hardest parts of grasping with the idea of going plant-based or vegan is this idea that you need to give up those foods you grew up eating or those like your mom's like chicken, <laughs> etc. So I think people don't, people know, but they don't want to see. And then once you see, you can't go back. So <laughs> you have to be ready to open those doors and really realize the truth. And to me now, and, and I mean, I'm sure you can relate, you almost just want to shake people and like scream it from the rooftops, but I don't know that that is always the most effective approach. Yeah. So I try to lead by sharing really, really tasty recipes and showing people that they can enjoy their favorite foods without animal products. So have you accomplished the greatest feat that any plant-based person can do? And that is convert your family. Almost. So <laughs> I'm so, so grateful that when I went plant-based, my mom and dad also went the majority plant-based. So they cook entirely plant-based in their home, but if they're out at a restaurant, might enjoy some animal products there, which my dad is now 70. My mom is 65. So I think that's a true testament that you can change at any age. It's pretty incredible. And I'm all, I've also converted, um, my fiance, I've been in a relationship with him for 10 years. And uh, when I first went vegan, he was like, what is happening? Because <laughs> he was a huge meat eater as well. And I, I think I threw everyone for a loop. And he is now like 99% plant based, which is awesome. It's harder. It's, it's hard to convince people you love because um, you again, you want to like shake them <laughs> and, and, and lecture. But I think it's I like the term attractivism, like leading from example and showing how much you've benefited from the lifestyle rather than kind of um, shoving the facts at them. Yeah, that's totally where I've come from for a long time. There's something in the 12-step programs, attraction rather than promotion. And it just really seems to work when you've got something somebody wants, they're going to want to know how you got it. And something you have that I want is this knowledge about this zero waste way of cooking. 
because I'm trying to do more of that, you know, just with the let's get rid of the plastic and that kind of stuff. And you've got this whole scrappy cooking series about transforming food scraps into really good food. Yes. So this series has become so popular on my social media channels. The videos are seen by millions of people. And it's just this really simple concept of taking common food scraps and transforming them into delicious recipes. So one that um, is a real hit, for example, would be transforming broccoli stems into a pesto or broccoli stem fries. And this really started because I was doing these things in my home already. I don't know about in the United States, but in Canada, grocery prices and fresh produce in particular have just gone up and up and up. And when when you beyond the food waste aspect, when you purchase like a head of broccoli, if you're throwing out the stems, you're throwing out like half of the broccoli, half of the nutrients. So I threw up a recipe one day, I think it was for like orange peel candy, not thinking much of it that it would like hit so hard and people just went crazy over it. So I started sharing more and more of my hacks. And at the end of the day, I think the statistics is something like 30 to 50% of food made for human consumption is wasted, which actually really contributes to um, like global warming, food waste, landfills filling up. So it's not a great thing. And if we can all make measures with ourselves to reduce our food waste, it can go a long way. And at the end of the day, I think these recipes do just make people think when they have something in their cart or in their hands, am I going to use this entire thing? Do I really need this? Which is my message at the end of the day. Hmm. Well, that's exciting. I'm going to check those out. So you used to be a radio host and a news anchor. You did marketing and now you are a full-time online person. I think we call you an influencer. And what was that like? Both just so that we know, but also I'll bet some people are listening who are thinking, gosh, there's nothing more on earth I would want to do than what she does. For sure. So it's been a process like six years in the making. So I started the blog back in 2015 and started sharing some recipes online on Instagram, on my URL, plantyou.com, and um, slowly gained some traction. And I've moved from my radio job to then working at a hospital foundation in communications, while at the same time kind of working on this side of um, growing my platform and sharing like this was, I felt so pulled to do this. I cannot tell you that like I would work weekends, nights on like writing up recipes. And eventually I started a program. So it was releasing weekly PDF plant-based meal plans to help people go plant-based um, for $7.99 per month. And I was able to get enough members on that program that enabled me to leave my job at the time. And that was really the start. So once I was able to leave my job, I think I had 100,000 followers on Instagram at the time. It kind of just skyrocketed from there. I was able to obviously dedicate a lot more time to working on my content and started getting into this video aspect. I was then approached by a literary agent and was able to sign a cookbook deal and then went on to TikTok. So it was really about like following my heart, my passion and creating as much as possible day in, day out. I think I've put out a piece of content almost every single day for the last like 
four or five years, but it doesn't feel like work to me because I mean, I'm so motivated to spread the message of how incredible a plant-based and vegan lifestyle can be. And I hope I can continue. That's what I say every day. I do this every day because I hope tomorrow that I can, can wake up and continue doing this. So I'm excited to see how things are going and how the new cookbook will do. Well, I know about books and I think they're the most exciting thing on earth. It's like you're pregnant with them and you're working to get them out into the world and you've got this due date, which is your pub date, your lovely February 15th pub date. So was there anything different to you or what was different about doing recipes for a cookbook versus the blog? So I definitely in the cookbook wanted somebody to be able to pick this up and go plant-based if they wanted to. So I knew I wanted to include recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, appetizers, have a full scope and range. So the planning of that definitely took a lot of time. And then the recipe testing, like I obviously wanted these recipe tested to a T, not that my blog recipes are not, but it's just so the book is forever, right? It's printed on paper. So you want it to perfection. Um, so the recipe testing process, I photographed the entire thing myself. So that was interesting. It was almost like a crash course on photography, but I am one of the unique parts of both the cookbook that I'm really, really proud of. And I think will um, help a lot of people is that there's a photo with every single recipe, but then there's also a photo of each of the individual ingredients that are used in the recipe above it. So from a glance, you can see immediately what you need to make the recipe. And also it helps with grocery shopping as well. So I had this whole vision of what I wanted the book to look like. And now that it's like in print and come to fruition, it's just the most surreal thing <laughs> I have ever experienced in my life. Oh, it's got to be really exciting. I can hardly wait to get my hands on a copy. And everybody, just in case you missed the title, Plant You, and we're talking Y-O-U, 140-plus, ridiculously easy, amazingly delicious, plant-based, oil-free recipes. So some of my vegan foodie buddies are going to hear that oil-free and say, oh, oh. Like it can't possibly taste good. So tell us why you do oil-free and how it really can taste good. So the reason I did oil-free is because that's how I generally, for the most part, cook in my home. I'm certainly not one of those people who is like, oh, a recipe calls for oil and I won't make it. Like I'll use oil on occasion for sure. You'll even see it on my Instagram page. However, I think it's a very... Um, can be a very overused ingredient in the standard American diet. Uh, and it's extremely calorie and fat dense. So I just prefer to get my fat when I can from a whole food source. So for example, avocado, eating the avocado rather than the extracted oil and getting all the fiber and nutrients intact from the avocado rather than the oil. So I wanted this cookbook to um, be able to be used by people who are oil free, which there are many within the plant based community. So there's a couple of unique cooking methods, usually using broth or water at the start, but it's very much the same. And what I tell people who are interested in the cookbook, but like their oil is you can so easily just add oil to the recipes. So I have, I think, like 12 different soup recipes in the book. They all start probably with like sauteing. Um, 
um, onion, carrot, celery, and a little bit of water or vegetable broth. Use your oil instead if you'd like to, or try it with the vegetable broth, and I promise you, you won't miss the oil because it doesn't have a lot of impact on flavor, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I've, I've been doing that uh, the past few years as well, and it seems to work just fine. And my arteries would probably say, yeah, it's working fine. <laughs> so let's talk about food, Carly, since you are a food whisperer. And I know from your Instagram, you just find all these bizarre foods. Like I saw one recipe you had found cacao like as it grows, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was some sort of sea creature until I read what was really going on there. So, so tell us about some of your favorite exotic foods and foods you've discovered. So the cacao pod specifically, I was super grateful to have a company called Fruit Hunters send me like a package of these amazing exotic fruits. And one of them was a cacao pod and I know you know from seeing it, but it is crazy to see how chocolate is made and what it comes from because it literally looks like an alien, <laughs> like the, the pods. So I would say I'm just very naturally curious person and I love to see from like what a food looks like at the beginning of its process. For example, I actually have in the oven right now um, cookies made from aquafaba, which is like the water in a can of chickpeas. Like I'm just so interested in food science and what you can create when you go down to the bare bones. So I'm always looking for things. I mean, if you're wanting to diversify your vegetables or fruit that you're eating in your diet, which diversity of plants is a super big key to a healthy gut and a healthy diet. Um, I always suggest people look at their local Asian grocery store if you can, because they usually have a massive variety of vegetables and fruits that you can't get at kind of your standard grocery store. So I love to just go and look at the offerings of fruits and vegetables and play around when, when I find a new one. Well, you do a beautiful job and, and you are a wonderful photographer. You just look at these foods and get this incredible appreciation for nature and, and just how we're part of nature too. And it has to be that if we're nourishing ourselves with the foods that are in your pictures and your recipes, it just has to be better. So one thing I wanted to ask you about too, Carly, is you have the meal plans and I noticed you're still doing that, the $7.99 a month. And I've never subscribed to a meal plan service. And my question has always been, wouldn't you just be always running to the grocery store and trying to find something that you don't already have? What's a meal plan service like and how does it work for people? So I'm super grateful that over the past four years that my meal plan um, meal planner has turned into like a digital app. So basically what we do is we have like a database of over 500 plant-based recipes that um, me and I now am very thankful to have a recipe creator have developed that people can choose from. And we release me weekly suggested plans. And these plans are actually um, are built around the concept of meal prep. So we always suggest that people, maybe if they can set aside a couple of hours on Sunday and prep their meals. So go to the grocery store once, maybe twice per week, not going to the grocery store every day. And um, we send out these weekly plans and people can drag and drop different meals into them if they want. And then there's also a grocery list 
that will um, populate depending on what meals you put in that you can check off at the grocery store. So it really simplifies plant-based eating in that way. It started as these like PDF rigid plans, but now it's like a completely customizable system that people can toggle serving sizes and feed their whole family or if they're a single person, feed themselves. That is so cool. And you can find out about all this stuff, uh, listeners, uh, plantyoucookbook.com is a website, Plant You Blog on Facebook, Plant You on Instagram, at Plant You on TikTok. So this woman is all over the map and certainly all over the internet. And uh, you can take advantage of, of some of this amazing stuff going on. So you must hear, Carly, from, from your fans and followers about health benefits they're experiencing. Have you got some stories? Absolutely. Uh, the biggest one I hear is digestion, which is actually the number one thing I heard um, when I experienced when I went plant-based, like my digestion just improved so much. And I truly think it's because of the lack of fiber in the standard American diet. I think the statistic is something like over 90% of people in America are fiber deficient, yet all we seem to talk about or hear about is protein, which there's almost no cases of protein deficiency. So I think immediately that increase in fiber, people notice that they feel lighter, that they're regular, that their digestion is finally moving. The skin is another one that I experienced. And a lot of people message me and say, oh, my skin has never felt clearer or looked clearer. My skin is less oily when they um, kind of remove the oil from their diet. So it is truly, and I'm sure you can attest to this, the best feeling ever when you hear from someone that you influence them to go plant-based and they're reaping the many benefits. And when you think about the, the overarching benefits of how the world is going to look 20 years from now because you're doing what you're doing today, what do you see? We've got about a minute and a half. Give us your prediction. I really hope that my whole goal through this is that we can eliminate factory farming in the next 20 years, because I think that is just the most devastating from an animal and environmental level. So whether that's through lab growing meat or through people switching to the amazing plant-based alternatives, I hope deep in my soul that we can stop the mass killing of these animals and really live a more compassionate life that's in alignment with a better future for our kids and our grandkids and the animals. Oh, bless you. That's so, <laughs> that's so beautiful. And you are so lovely. I'm just going to share with you what your publicist wrote at the bottom of, of the form that she sent to me that all of the guests fill out. And I don't usually get a note like this, so I'm going to share it with you and with the listeners. Carly has so much enthusiasm for plant-based food, and she absolutely radiates in her social media posts. It's easy to see while her, why her following grew to over a million. And I think you will love both her energy and her backstory about making the connection to a plant-based diet. Well, I do. <laughs> And I'm so, so happy that you spent this time with us today. Just uh, finally, and in, in our last kind of 30 seconds, what would you like people to know, Carly, other than that there's a really good book coming out? 
Oh my gosh, you're making me cry. That was so, so sweet. Um, just, I'm so, so grateful that um, you've given me this platform. And I suggest that people, if they're listening and they're not plant-based, they start with one meal and see how you like it and build from there. It doesn't have to be overnight, but I promise you the benefits are tenfold and, uh, and you will quickly see if you just start with one meal. Perfect. What a beautiful idea. Thank you so much, Carly, and everybody stay with us. We're going to take care of that thyroid right after this. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discover the power within. UnityOnlineRadio.org. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. Thanks to Unity Online Radio for those uplifting announcements. You know, I always think that because you're listening to the Main Street Vegan program, which comes through Unity Online Radio, that you are familiar with Unity and the work that they do. They're really amazing people. And one unique thing that they offer is Silent Unity. That's their prayer ministry. They have been praying 24-7 since the 1890s. And if you need them, you don't have to be of any religion or any anything. <laughs> you can just be yourself. Uh, you can go online, unity.org, and click on request prayer. Or I'll tell you what I do. And honestly, I've been doing this my whole life. My grandmother told me about silent unity when I was a little bitty thing. And that is I call. Here's the number, 816 969 2000. And you get to talk with someone who is so kind and so loving, and they don't dwell on what's wrong. They dwell on what's right. 
it's just a really beautiful experience, 816-969-2000. Now, I would bet anything that the nice person who answers that phone gets more calls about sickness and healing than about anything else. And we're going to be devoting the second half of today's program to talking about healing and thriving and living fully through choices that we can make in our daily lives. I am blessed to have two guests in this segment. Both Brooke Ali and Patricia Thompson, PhD, are certified whole food plant-based nutritionists. And they are both also moms of three adult children each. Brooke is a culinary expert, vegan educator, former vegan restaurant owner, and published author. And she has four cats, two dogs, and a couple of guinea pigs. She is a Hashimoto's survivor and thriver. Patricia Thompson, also known as Dr. T, is additionally certified in whole food plant-based cooking. She was a CEO of nonprofits. She's been an environmental toxicologist, published author, and she has two cats, two dogs, and a goldfish. And she is a thyroid cancer survivor and thriver. So these two amazing women have come together as founders of Wellness 20 and the Food as Medicine Summit just recently published two books, Vegan 20 and Whole Food Plant-Based 20. And they have an exciting new project called Hashimoto's Hero Mastery that we're going to hear about. And they're just plum dedicated. <laughs> they want to heal people and just lessen the suffering on this planet through a whole body, mind, and spirit lifestyle. So welcome, Patricia and Brooke. Hello, thank you. What a pleasure to be talking with you. So who started this whole thing? Who was first on the blog? Well, it depends on which way you look at it, but I had um, been running uh, my own company called TS Wellness for a couple of years. And I was putting on the Food as Medicine Summit and Expo in the April of 2020. So we know what happened in March of 2020. And, um, and that's really the beginning of our, me and Brooke's story. We, we, we say COVID brought us together. Um, yeah. Brooke, tell, tell a little bit about what you were doing before we um, made it official. Well, I was running a vegan restaurant that uh, was very, uh, very healthful and also had a gluten-free bakery. And we were actually uh, featured in Oprah's Vision 2020 tour with Weight Watchers and we're doing great. And then we were going to be catering your event. And that's how we started working together and then um, ended up having to close down the restaurant. You closed down your event and then we joined forces and put the Food is Medicine Summit online. Mm -hmm. And it was a tremendous success. And Victoria, you were part of it. And I we was. were so honored to have you along with just a, a, a wonderful um, list of, of experts around the world, basically. And we had great attendance and that really started our relationship. And from mm -hmm. there, we just, um, we, we're, we've come all the way to here. I was just saying how, when I met Brooke, I thought, man, I wish I could be a business partner with her because I just loved her approach and her attitude and her intelligence and her enthusiasm. Um, so anyway, we're really happy that we're together. Wow, that's so cool. So what is Wellness 20? 
So we are a health and wellness uh, company that we help individuals that are seeking help to make their life um, better, a better quality, like release them from their pain and their suffering and get them on the road to, to a, a better lifestyle um, with choices that they make and help them make those choices. Just share what we, what our life experiences too. We have a lot, we bring a lot to the table because we've both been down lots of roads um, to get to where we are right now. Well, and it's interesting to me that the the health challenges that you both faced had to do with your thyroid gland. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tell us about this little gland and what does it do and what can go wrong there? So that little gland has caused me some trouble <laughs> and it has caused uh, uh, Brooke some trouble. So that gland is really responsible for a lot of the hormone regulation in our body. And through certain diseases and th- certain conditions, um, it attacks like Hashimoto's, um, which Brooke suffered from, basically is an autoimmune disease that affects the thyroid gland and attacks it. And, um, and what happens is that the thyroid just gets so fatigued in constantly being um, attacked and, and, and told, hey, you got to ramp up, you got to ramp up. That's basically what the Hashimoto's does. And the thyroid just becomes exhausted and can't do its work. And then those hormones that aren't being sent through the body um, result in lots and lots of symptoms like fatigue, brain fog, um, uh, achy joints, uh, lack of sleep, um, weight gain, weight loss. What did you say? Depression. Yeah, depression. Um, And so for me, I had a nodule on my thyroid from the time I was in my twenties, it was first diagnosed. And then they just said, well, we're just going to watch it. And so they watched it for 30 something years. And then all of a sudden one day it just had a mind of its own and decided, uh, I don't think I'm just going to stay like that anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to manifest into something worse. And so I had, um, a biopsy and then, uh, had first surgery and then they took out part of my thyroid. And then a month later, they took the whole, whole thing out because they did find cancer. And recovery took me about a year. And so I'm, I'm four years, four plus years. So I I'm, I'm just want to get to the fifth year. And, and Brooke has her journey um, too. That, that Yeah, I had um, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. And it just, you know, I was already whole food plant-based. And I was really frustrated with the fact that I was, sick. I was like, why can't food help me with this? And, um, I got in, you know, it, it actually made me quite depressed. And, um, I just remember one day being curled up in my bed in a ball and, and just feeling like everything hurts. And I felt so alone and I felt so unsupported and a little bit like a failure. And then I was like, you know, this is, this is crazy. There has to be something more out there and it, something has to work. So I just, um, started doing the research and um, looking into the different ways of healing and realized that it wasn't just food. It's also a holistic lifestyle, but there's also um, a whole food plant-based diet works really well for our health, but there are other foods that can um, also help benefit with the symptoms of Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. And um, so after getting a lot of coaching, being a lot of different programs and a lot of um, discovery, I was able to actually go off of my medication 
for the Hashimoto's and for the depression and um, have been fine ever since I get tested every six months. It's been a, about four years as well for me mm-hmm. um, since then. But I, you know, I was just determined to say that you can still be, you can still thrive on a whole food plant-based diet, even when you have really chronic illnesses or autoimmunes, it just needs a little bit more tweaking. Right. Yeah, and we, so that's what leads us into what we ended up um, going into this Hashimoto's hero is because there are so many people that are lost when they have Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism or thyroid cancer, they feel like this is it. There's nothing else they can do. And a lot of times they're told to go paleo or go on keto. And sometimes that can cause more harm than good. And so we realized that, um, there's, a a a lot of opportunity for assistance with people and for service. And so we're focusing now on Hashimoto's and helping people to pull out of that hole and actually have a really amazing life. And I'm not saying everyone can go off medication, but, um, we can definitely address those symptoms with our program. And it's, it's, it's funny because Brooke and I didn't know each other four years ago. Mm -mm. And we were both going through the same thing because, you know, I had no thyroid now and I had to be on medication, but I needed to refine my, my whole food plant-based diet to really make myself feel better. And so now I'm on the lowest, lowest dose of Synthroid that I need because I think of the foods and the way that I'm living my life. And the same thing for Brooke, we're giving people hope. Basically, that's what this whole program is about because we, we felt like people that had Hashimoto's wasn't, they weren't getting the love that they needed. They were an invisible, there's over 7 million people in the world with Hashimoto's and probably much more of people that haven't even been diagnosed because it's a tricky, it's a tricky disease to be diagnosed. Well, I'm interested um, that it's, and certainly in Brooke's case, you were already whole foods, Mm plant-based, that number one, you didn't go running back to eating meat, (laughs) which seems to be maybe the fear response. People are like, okay, I'm doing this thing because I think it's right. And then, oh my gosh, I have this scary, awful thing going on. It must be that. And then they go back to the status quo. I think that is probably Mm -hmm. human nature. And I love it that you didn't, but that you found ways to tweak it to be Mm -hmm. more conducive to what you needed. So I am really interested in what some of those ways are. Like I see that you have a giant jug of water that you're drinking from right now. Is that part (laughs) of it? What else is on the program? Yeah. Staying hydrated is, is key, but you don't necessarily have to only do it with water. A lot of the food that we eat can make such a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, green leafy vegetables, getting a lot of those in flax seeds, chia seeds, smoothies, green smoothies. Um, I would say that, oh my gosh, I could just like tell the entire thing, but it would be extremely overwhelming. But um, it's really just focusing on the foods that uh, cause less inflammation in your body because Hashimoto's is basically inflammation. Mm-hmm. And um, so flooding, hypernourishing your body with those and then uh, avoiding the things that cause the inflammation like gluten, and then also being mindful of how your body reacts to certain foods. So for me, I noticed that when I have nightshade vegetables, I'll get um, acid reflux. So I kind of control 
how much of that I eat. I don't cut it out completely, but I had to cut out gluten. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then just because I had a restaurant and I love to cook and I'm super creative, I I was also determined to make it taste good. (laughs) So um, just coming up with different recipes and different formulas on how to have something different where you're not stuck with the same thing every day. And um, you're not eating just to survive and just to heal, but you're still enjoying your food. Cause I think that's really, really important. At least for me, I love food. I love to eat <laughs> and um, it just needs to taste good. But knowing kind of what to pull from is key. And then um, making sure that you stick with it and stay full is also really important. And of course, mindset is, is the other key that is very crucial. And I know you all have something coming up that's going to share every single detail for great general good health, but specifically Hashimoto's and and care of the thyroid gland. So what is that all about? So we we are launching our five-day challenge, uh, the Hashimoto Hero Challenge, and that's coming up this coming Thursday, which is the 13th, for those of you who are listening but that's a free five-day event. It, we, we join everybody live each day for an hour, and we share a little bit of the framework for how to put all this together and you know, go, go, go down this journey for those who have Hashimoto's or even suffering from hypothyroidism. It really does relate. So we have created this challenge, and we'll go through that with some uh, daily wins so that people can actually implement a couple of the things that we discussed and see improvements right away. Um, but we're only sharing a, you know, a snapshot of our entire framework. And then at the end of the five-day challenge, we invite everybody to join our six-week Hashimoto Hero Mastery Program. So the five-day challenge is starting Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Mm-hmm. I say that because with a podcast, people could be listening to this <gasps> right. you know, long into the future. So give us the website where they can find the whole program and also what you'll be offering if they happen to be listening, you know, in 2026. Hey, there you go. Um, so it's www.wellness-20.com. Okay. And we'll put that also on the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net, but we'll say it a few times here, wellness-20.com for the um, five-day program. And then the the big program is 30 days. What did you say? Uh, Six weeks. Six weeks. Okay. Wow. You should know everything by then. (laughs) How wonderful to have in well, not exactly in person. We're still not quite doing in person these days, but, but real <laughs> guidance from people who have been there. That is pretty thrilling. And, and so, one, oh, oh, I'm sorry. one part of the, the challenges that we offer um, for a very like $27, I think it is for the backstage pass, but people will get a, um, a 30 minute coaching session with that $27, which, you know, coach, a one-on-one coaching session is worth a lot more than that, but they also get um, lifetime access to all the recordings for the five days and they get some access to some videos. Actually, your video is included in that, the one that you did for our um, Buddhist Medicine Summit. So we just want to encourage people that if you want some one-on-one coaching, that's an easy way to get into uh, that process. What an amazing offer. Wow. 
So wellness-20.com. If you are dealing with thyroid issues, get in on that. And honestly, listeners, if you're listening to this far out in the future and you feel like you've missed all of it, just contact these amazing women. You've got the website. You can also find them on Facebook at wellness20. In that case, the word 20 is spelled out. They're wellness underscore 20 spelled out on Instagram. We'll put all of this in the show notes, but these ladies are going to be there for you uh, now and going forward. So Brooke and Patricia, when I hear about diet and thyroid, somebody always says, you can't have kale, you can't have cauliflower. I, I don't understand. Help us with that. That is a misnomer. And I, it's actually the opposite because it really is helpful. And if something's happening in your body where you're not able to process it right away, then have it cooked at first, but that's one of your, the most powerful foods that you can eat. And that's what heals your cells. And so I think maybe people, when they eat it, they might have a detox and have a reaction that way, but, um, it actually is very, very beneficial and um, Dr. Wilner, who also does the goodbye lupus, also says that, no, that's that's 100% not true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's actually the opposite. Uh, Patricia, do you have anything you wanted to say on that? So I think people go to extreme, like if you just eat kale all day long, or if you just ate you know, some cruciferous vegetable all day long, and that's all you ate and you ate it raw, yeah, you're going to um, get reaction from that because that's just not normal. We, we really emphasize a very diverse diet, but making sure that you include those cruciferous um, vegetables, those are, so, those are just key. Um, the other thing is that there's, other, that there's other things that are involved if somebody's having a bad reaction besides um, being uh, sensitive because they haven't been eating it mm. before. So when people you know, jump into it. That's why we take people by the hand and gradually ease them into it. Because if you just all of a sudden start consuming lots of fibrous materials, your gut is going to say, Hey, wait a minute. What, what the heck is this stuff? I've been used to eating cheeseburgers and fries, right? So we really try to uh, look at each individual person and look at what they've been eating, what's their regular diet. And then we ease them into um, this whole transition. And, um, and, and also I, I do, I do want to say it's, it's not all about the food. Food is like a major thing because we do that three times a day, but we also have all these other different frameworks that we add onto our program that really do the holistic approach to, to a person and, and healing inflammation. Cause there's lots of things that cause inflammation, right? Yeah. Stress is a one. And also just being able to apply and implement a program, like any kind of a healing program, you need to really feel that you're, you're capable of doing it and that you're worthy and you need that support. And I, I feel like that's one of the most important things is to offer that kind of support, because I honestly don't think anyone can do it alone, especially when they're in uh, a place of, um, when they're feeling so fatigued and so drained and brain fog and, you know, to do all that research and to have the energy to kind of like pull themselves out of that pit. It's really nice to have the support of a community and someone saying, okay, this is, these are the steps. It's, it's easy. Let's do it together. And, um, and then just be there for each other. Yes. Well, that's excellent. And I think also on the uh, cruciferous uh, vegetable issue, it's important that you have enough iodine. And so if you're not working with um, 
a registered dietitian or, or a qualified coach or, or your physician, uh, you know, get some help. And you can also certainly check everything out at nutritionfacts.org. Dr. Greger seems to always have the most updated information. That's mm-hmm. what I do when there's something in, in a headline that's doesn't quite seem right, <laughs> or maybe it's right, but I've never heard it before. So it doesn't seem right to me. Uh, I'll go to nutrition facts and Dr. Greger has usually <laughs> answered what's in today's headlines two weeks ago. So he's amazing. Yeah. He he's is my hero. Yeah. Well, one, one of many, and certainly yes. your, your heroes for, for a lot of people as well. So give us just, you know, everybody likes to know, what do you do? What, what's your life like? What do you do all day? So I would love to just get from each of you a day in the life, you know, your food and your other practices that are relevant. Okay. For me, I like to start my day just in peace, you know, where I can wake up, have, um, have some water and take time to meditate maybe journal if I, you know, have some extra time. Um, it's kind of my creative time cause I'm a morning person and, um, just really kind of be with myself and make sure that I'm in a good place. And, um, sometimes I might listen to, um, uh, a motivational, uh, video or something educational or whatever. And then I get into my day of, you know, going on social media, uh, working on whatever project we're doing, Um, but I, Patricia and I are both very much into learning. Like we just love, (laughs) love, love, love to learn new things. So I'm constantly reading three books simultaneously. And, um, you know, some might be for fun. Some might be a mindset, some might be nutrition or science or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then, um, I have actually four dogs. Um, so I think that they got switched around on there. And so I spent a lot of time with my dogs (laughs) and, um, a lot of mornings I'll go for Pilates, which is also a nice form of, uh, meditation. And if I don't do Pilates, I'll walk. And that's really about my exercise. I'm not like a huge, um, exercise person, but I do think it's important to get out and move and stretch and that kind of thing. And, um, I have one child at home still who is 18. So I might make him lunch or dinner or whatever. And I have another child that lives in Austin who comes home occasionally. And I have a daughter who's in LA. So if they're around, then I'll get to spend time with them. And then my husband comes home at night and, um, you know, we'll have dinner together and he also will eat, um, plant-based and, um, you know, right now with COVID, it's hard to be very social. I love to travel. So I would, um, do, uh, like road trips to LA to see my daughter (laughs) and that Patricia and I actually have been on two trips together in the past year, but, um, I would love to actually implement more of that if I can in my life, but, um, yeah, constantly learning new things. I, I would say be my number one. And then, also trying to develop different recipes and um, different ways to make a macro bowl and document that and that kind of thing. Beautiful. You know, I'm not sure we're going to have time for your day because we only have a minute left, Patricia. So if you want to send me that, I'll put it in the show notes, but for now, just tell us your very favorite plant-based meal. Um, I have to say anything with sweet potatoes in it. That's my, that's my favorite. (laughs) Sure. 
I love how when we start doing what's good for us, we start loving and craving what's good for us. Absolutely. I love that. Sure. Yeah. So do you find, Patricia, that when you work with people, they're excited or a little bit scared at the beginning? I think both. Um, I think they're a little bit of both. You know, whenever you start a new thing, you're excited about it, but, you know, it's going to be change. And that's, you know, we always make sure that people understand that, that it's going to take work. It's not, you don't, you don't just go to sleep and wake up and you're healthy. You have to put some work into it. And so you have to love yourself and think that you're worth it and to put the energy into it. But, you know, we, we take everybody by the hand. And, well, that's and a we, beautiful we, thing. So <laughs> that website is wellness-20.com. Check it out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Eat you. your veggies. <laughs> Especially your greens. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>